Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. So for those who are joining us for the first time, we're coming to the end of a series that I've been calling Everyday Easter. And my basic message over these weeks is is that in every day and in every moment, the resurrection of Jesus can make a difference to your life. But for that to happen, it involves a process, uh, a journey of transformation, of unlearning and relearning so that we can take on the mind and the heart of Christ. From the Christian perspective, this is the greatest, the most meaningful and the most important mission of our life. Becoming like Christ, being transformed from the inside out. If you've been listening carefully over these weeks, you you may have noticed that I've kind of been talking in circles. Uh, Week after week, I've been coming back to the same message and basically just approaching it from different angles. And I've been doing that for a few very important reasons. The first reason is this. Each of us have been hurt. Each of us have been disappointed in life by ourselves and by others and and, and what happens often when we've been hurt uh, is that spiritually we can kind of, uh, you know, crawl up into a kind of ball. <laughs> we can become cynical and afraid and defensive. And we can take on ways of thinking and of living that help us to cope with the hurt, but often they cause us to, to regress to kind of shut up shop. You know, the image that comes to me is of a snail hiding in its shell. We may love the idea of the gospel, of the Christian message, of Easter. We may even believe it to some degree or to a great degree, but because of our hurt, sometimes we can find it difficult to believe that it's it's for me. And it's for now. Somewhere in us, we kind of locate the promise as something we may experience in the future, maybe in the life to come. Now, my hope is that as uh, we've, I've been presenting the Easter promise to you and kind of representing it over these weeks, that your heart has somewhat opened to a possibility of something more for your life. That. Uh, a new vision has been inspired within you, a vision of what's available to you as a follower of Jesus. And this is what St. Paul's praying for today, for his community. He says, May God enlighten the eyes of your mind so that you can see what hope his call holds for you, what rich glories he has promised the saints will inherit, and how infinitely great, infinitely Great is the power that he has exercised for us believers. St. Paul 
He's praying that his community will continue to open up to more and more and more of the life that, that Jesus has made available to them. The second reason why I keep coming back to this, this same theme is to help us to grow in our desire for Easter, but at the same time to realise that this promise, this, this life that, that Jesus offers us is something that we can never attain by our own efforts. When we can recognise that resurrection life is so far beyond us, it, it, it kind of humbles us. It, it softens our hearts. It, um, it helps us to become more surrendered to God. And, and this surrendered heart is so important. It's, it's the most powerful posture for us as a Christians, as Christians, to, to, to be humbled, soft, surrendered before God. Because that's, that's how God gets in. When we're open and when we're waiting for God. So I hope that throughout this series, it's not only giving you a new desire for Easter life, but it's helped you to recognise that, oh, God, I need you if this is going to be a reality for me. I hope it's softened you, opened you up, helped you become more surrendered before God. In the first reading today, we hear the, the story of, of that time between the, the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus. And, and the writer Luke in the Acts of the Apostles, he says, For 40 days he continued to appear to them and to tell them about the kingdom of God. You see, Jesus was doing with his disciples kind of what we've been doing over these past five weeks. He's been giving them a vision for Easter life. He's trying to inspire in them a desire to live the life of resurrection, to, to, to become Easter people. And then today we hear, just before he ascends, he kind of gives them the key. Luke says he told them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for what the Father had promised. You see, Jesus knew that his teaching wasn't enough. You know, we can uh, hear the message week after week, but, but hearing it is not going to make us Easter people. What Jesus is helping his disciples to understand is that only the Spirit of God can transform our lives. Only the Spirit of God can make us into an Easter people. It's Easter is something that God does in us through the power of his Spirit. Now, uh, I'm sure most of us know that the Holy Spirit is one person uh, of the Godhead. You know, but I think it's fair to say that for a lot of us, the Holy Spirit's kind of like the silent partner, right? Uh, probably uh, for many of us because it's just it's difficult for us to conceptualize the holy spirit you know we can get a, an image of god the father and and yeah okay uh jesus the son yeah no worries but the holy spirit you know is can be a bit vague right it can be a bit difficult for us to kind of put a concept or an image around the holy spirit so we can get a bit stuck with the spirit and sometimes when we get stuck, what we do is we kind of put the spirit to one side. But the problem with that is that if we put the spirit to one side, 
we're putting God to one side. You see, the Holy Spirit brings to us the presence of God in a way that is personal. St. Paul says in Romans that the Holy Spirit, thanks Matt, has been poured into our hearts. That God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. See, that the Holy Spirit is God's presence in the world that loves us and that transforms us. It's the Holy Spirit that, that leads us out of our shell, that uh, helps us to break out of that small world, our, our skepticism, our fear, our resignation. The Holy Spirit sends us out with a new heart and a new purpose. We see that so obviously in the first disciples, the first followers of Jesus. They, they broke out of that, that room where they were afraid and they became bold overnight. We see that too right throughout the ages with, with, with people who have uh, really encountered the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. I think of someone like Thomas Aquinas. Thomas was an absolutely brilliant mind, one of the greatest theologians in our church's history, and, and certainly a man of the Spirit, no question. One day he was in Mass and he heard Jesus say to him, you have written well about me, what can I give you? What would you like? And Thomas says, Lord, I want nothing but you. And that led to Thomas having a profound encounter with Jesus, uh, so profound that he could not write anymore after that moment. And people were encouraging him. You know, his confessor said to him, you know, you should keep writing, you've got this gift. And, and, and Thomas said, I feel like anything I write will be of such little value compared to what I've encountered, compared to what I've experienced. It seems to me that Thomas had an encounter with the power of the Holy Spirit and he was transformed in a whole new way. I think of my own journey, first 26 years of my life, I, uh, I was close to God. I, I, you know, faith was always important to me. Then I found myself at a weekend retreat and at some point in the weekend uh, I had a few people and they were praying for me and they were praying in particular for an encounter with the Holy Spirit, something I'd never kind of really you know, done before. But all I remember is that I was open. I was open. And I had a tangible, very profound experience of God in that moment. I still look at that day, at that particular moment, as one of those kind of before and after in my life. Through that experience of, of the Holy Spirit, uh, God took me to a whole new place, a place I didn't know existed. <laughs> he gave me a whole new focus, a whole new mission, a whole new confidence in life, a whole new clarity. You see, we don't need to understand the Holy Spirit to experience the Holy Spirit. Jesus says today, the first reading, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and then you will be my witnesses. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, Father Dan, I've, I've been baptised. 
I've been confirmed. I've been to charismatic retreats and I've been prayed with for the Holy Spirit a thousand times. Why am I not experiencing Easter life now? It's important for us to recognise that there's a difference between living with the Spirit and living in the Spirit. There's a journey. There's a journey we need to go on from one to the other. And it's important that we're patient on that journey. We, we, what we need to do is just to keep waiting on the Spirit. We need to allow the Spirit to help us to find our way through all those layers of resistance that we have in, in our lives between us and God. Allow the Spirit to, to break us free from all those so that we can really embrace life in the Spirit. Easter, life. My encouragement for us this week as we head towards the celebration and the promise of the Holy Spirit is simply to wait. That's my encouragement for you this week, to wait. You know, when Jesus told his disciples to wait, he didn't talk about, you know, wait and do nothing uh, or, or, you know, wait and watch Netflix and suddenly, you know. uh, Jesus was talking about an active waiting you know, waiting with a heart that is surrendered, that is yielded to God. Waiting with a heart that is asking and expectant and confident that God will give us, Jesus will give us what he promised he will give us. If you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Jesus said to his disciples. So your homework for this week, if you choose, is to spend five good minutes a day with God. Five minutes where you really make it count. In the first minute, go deep within yourself, as deep as you can go. And locate something in you that is real. Maybe it's a, it's a real hurt. Maybe it's a real desire. Maybe it's a real disappointment or a real dream. Whatever it is. And from that place, I want to encourage you slowly and consciously and deliberately repeat one of the most ancient prayers of the church. Come, Holy Spirit. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.